Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonians, welcome, but not necessary. In this episode, I chat with Lance Wheeler. time i think it was like maybe july or june i'm not sure um that was my last episode and i have a list of really good excuses and announcements so the first one is something only people i'm in touch with daily know and only people who are subscribed through patreon know so about a month or so ago we lost my father-in-law and as you can imagine when you're dealing with loss that's so close, I didn't do anything. I didn't work. I didn't do any schoolwork. I wasn't worried about this podcast. So I just was really worried about like being present with my family at that time. So, but when I tried to roll back into things, I had about a month worth of podcasts that was either rescheduled or canceled. So that's not a new thing that's happened throughout this history of this podcast. Normally, I might just skip a week or we'll stack episodes so we don't miss anything. And it's like, if this don't work out, that's fine. We'll just move up the next one to next week or something. So that didn't happen. But it also brings me to feel like I probably should not base like episodes on um, interviews anymore. So I'm trying to figure out if that means if I can do things on my own or, I mean, I don't know. I'm still kind of questioning um, the relevancy of the podcast. And the reason why is because, you know, it's been around for nearly two years. And I'm like, how many times can I suggest that y'all, um, like, eat at Godfrey's for mac and cheese, you know? So I'm like, I don't know. And particularly during this time, I mean, it's always a ton of transplants that can be interviewed. But, like, for suggestions, like, I'm not sure. So I'm kind of at a place where I'm trying to figure out should I be evolving or should I kind of be ending this? So I don't know. We'll see um, what I come up with. And I, you can kind of give me your opinion, but it kind of doesn't matter either. So it's, like, <laughs> so it's like up to you guys. But like, you know, the podcast, it is a ton of work, you know, prep before and prep after. And then if I'm going to be active on social media and kind of keeping abreast of everything, like it, it's some work, you know, so we have to see what's going to happen with that. Anyway, this episode was inspired by Lance Willer's Fight Me Fridays. So I think I commented on one of them and you mentioned like we should do this on the podcast. I'm like, actually, we should because this has been a long time since I've talked shit on this podcast. I was getting too positive, I feel like. <laughs> but uh, you've been on this podcast before. You were in episode 27. You're also from New Jersey. So I just want to say before we get started is that once your episode was released, I had all kind of hussies in my inbox 
texted me about you and I didn't know you very well you know we know people mutually but I didn't know you well enough and I was like okay I'm gonna have to tell him because all these scalawags keep asking me about him and I'm like <laughs> I was like all these women are asking me about you so I think the I don't know who coined the term but then you became like museum bay after that so you were like in That's several, crazy. I didn't huh I didn't even know that. That's that's really? kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But no, I didn't know that. Yes, you were like you're in several of my uh, group chats, but like you, I have not experienced that for anybody else in this episode. But I was like, <laughs> I mean, for this podcast, but I was like, you guys are such sluts. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Um, when you first were on, I know you were like working at the museum and stuff. So a lot has mm-hmm. happened since then. Like you have a new job. Um, it seems like you're doing a lot of talks now. Like you're publishing articles. Like what all are you into now? Okay. So I'm no longer at the two Mississippi museums. Uh, I had a awesome time there, but I felt like it was time for me to uh, leave and continue my growth. I am currently now the education and PR manager at the Margaret Walker Center and Copal Civil Rights Education Center at Jackson State University. Um, I still go back to the museums and just hang out and talk and chit chat and see how they're doing. Uh, But now my work really consists of doing educational programs for the Margaret Walker Center and more social media as well. I'm also currently a student at Jackson State. This is did my first week i'm now i'm enrolled as an mba candidate at jackson state and so um the reason why i left the museums is besides growth i wanted to understand the business size of cultural institutions and museums and jackson state is paying for my mba and so it was just like hey you're right (laughs) (laughs) um i don't need any more student loans um so that's been going on yeah i'm doing a lot more speaking engagements which is it's it's fun, but it's also, it's in a time now being black is like a hot commodity, right? Being a black male and the topics that I'm, I'm dealing with, um, civil unrest, uh, DEI, uh, what does it mean to be a black museum professional? Um, what is it to be black uh, in Mississippi sometimes? What does it mean to be black in this country? Um, and so a lot of my conversations have been around those topics um recently i tell people i've also broken my i broke my ankle i fractured my leg i saw a post and i thought Mm -hmm. like you finally got jumped for your post on facebook no that was no so (laughs) i have i remember this day so perfectly it was a beautiful may 4. i went hiking at red bluff red bluff in mississippi okay i hiked for eight miles with my uh homegirl uh bettina who's at the museum museums and then i got back and was like you know what i'm not tired let me jump on my bicycle uh, and so I rode for seven miles on my bike. And what's ironic, being from a city, I rode my bike all the time with no it, helmet. It's not hilly though, right? No. So I, I've been told from day one, 2017, when I got into Mississippi, do not ride any bicycles on the road. And I was like, man, what y'all talking about? I've been riding my bike my entire life. So the time I got on my bike, I was two buildings away from my house. There was a car real close on top of me. So I decided to get on the sidewalk to avoid getting hit by the car. And that's when I lost control, landed on my ankle, broke my ankle and fractured my leg oh, wow. all on the right side. So I am going through the process now of learning how to walk. Um, and so 
It's wow. a slow healing process. Man, listen, I have, because I loved riding my bike in New Orleans. And even like as a child, I would ride from, um, like we would ride from our house in Gentilly to the French quarters. Like that's mm-hmm. like literally half the city. But here is so incredibly hilly, first of all, and you can't do anything but ride in the street, and the street is jacked up in most cases where you ride. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, but I something happened, and I was, like, going down a hill too fast, and I don't know what happened with my brakes, but I ended up turning off. I literally was going to die that day because I was, like, going down Jefferson, and was that fortification. Like, I was about to go into traffic. So luckily mm-hmm. that didn't happen, but as a result of that, I like stopped riding my bike for like 10 years. <laughs> I didn't really pick up my bike again to this pandemic, and I still don't like riding my bike around mm-hmm. here. So we want to keep it because if we're like, if we go somewhere else where it's flat, like we'll ride you our bike. You never know, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like for us here, like just bike is not my ministry here. So yeah. I will um, say though, I'm going to now, I'm at that point because I'll be 30 in March. I'm going to no longer ride in the street. I'm going to ride on the bike trail, and I'm going to have a helmet. And you might need to increase your milk intake so you can make sure those bones are strong. <laughs> but I honestly, I actually figured out what happened because you know you get those road bikes; they got skinny tires, mm-hmm. and I hit some gravel. And once you hit rocks on those tires, you just lose control. I'm like, oh, and there we go. But what was messed up? I I fell. I'm like yelling for a good minute. I broke my ankle. Broke my ankle. The car kept going. Of course. A guy across the street was like, yo, you good? I said, nah, I think I broke my ankle. He said, oh, okay. He kept going. Yes, yes. You know what? I just want you to know that I have something on my list that's going to speak to this. Oh, well, we're going to get to this list. But what happened was I had, a, I had a, couple, a, a couple that stayed with me the entire time. But honestly, when I fell, I was like, okay, I know my ankle's broken. But let me check my Apple Watch. Where's my AirPod? And I was like, okay, now it's time for me to look at my ankle. And I was like, if there's a bone sticking out, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. It didn't stick out. It, was just, it just got real fat. So, Dude, that's a lot. It is. It, with a pandemic and you're trapped in a house, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, do you want to tell, tell these listeners about Fight Me Fridays. Fridays. Honestly, Fight Me Fridays started as, I'm not sure if y'all remember, but a while ago, people, there was a, like a, I guess a, a game people were doing on social media, naming things that they didn't like. Um, and so the first thing I posted was like, uh, something like me not liking cornbread or collard greens. <laughs> and you know, in our black community, people just, they look at you crazy when you say that. And so I had a bunch of people who just said, oh, Lance doesn't like this, you don't like this, you're crazy, you're crazy. And I was like, you know what? For entertainment, let me tell people the things that I don't like, but be honest about my truth, but I know it's going to trigger them. But we're in a pandemic, just let's have fun. And so my first Fight Me, Fight me Fridays was something about like food-related. Uh, my first couple Fight Me Fridays were food-related. So like, I don't understand Rotel in the Deep South. To me, it's just like fondue. <laughs> I don't think it's that amazing. And when you go to different people, particularly in Mississippi, they're like, hey, my fondue is different than, my, excuse me, my, my rotel is different than, than this rotel. I'm like, no, it's not really that different. It's not that great. And then, <laughs> and then another one was my favorite one. This is true. Truth, truth for me. Uh, Uncle Charlie, everybody loves Uncle Charlie. I tell people he's not my kin. I don't think he's that great. I think the Gap Band was good. 
But as a solo singer, he sounds the same in all his songs. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't like Uncle Charlie. And so people really be getting offended. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy it. It's like, hey, you get people who agree with me, and you get people who don't agree with me, and then just there are 200 comments where for people just talking about you're crazy or they're going back at each other. But I, 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 go ahead. I thought it was entertainment. It's just mere entertainment. Yeah, I think like for me, like the interesting thing is I didn't start eating greens and like cornbread, which I don't eat it together. I know it's a thing for people. No, you sop it up. Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't start eating that till like last summer. And the funniest thing is the first time I had greens was like in Oakland, California. And I'm like, okay, this is probably not the best place to try greens for the first time. I probably should have tried it in Mississippi. <laughs> but and then when I started eating greens more often, I used to work in um, at the township in Ridgeland. There was a place, there's a French restaurant there. So I would get mm-hmm. it from them. So they were like, you know, people are like, first of all, you go to Oakland, you eat greens. And then now you're getting it from a French restaurant. They're like, you need to go to Godfrey's. So, so far, Godfrey's is, is the only place I've had greens. And I think he does like a mixed greens. I'm mm-hmm. not like a scholar on greens and all the different types of greens. I like it just a little bit. And I never eat like all of it, but I can take like a few bites or whatever. And not and I mess with cornbread now. I, like I said, I don't be mixing everything up, you know. No, I'm I, good. I, you know, I'm like, it's not terrible. You know, before okay. I, I can stand the smell and stuff, but I'm okay with it now. So not what about everybody though? What about catfish and spaghetti? Like I didn't think that was a thing. I, I think it's think the most thing. horrific thing to ever exist. And people <laughs> who like it, people who really think that spaghetti is a side, I feel like those are people. Spaghetti's not a side. You, those are people in society we really have to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they can't be trusted. They're probably psychopaths. Like, and I will argue mm-hmm. anybody. And it seems like it's a thing for. It seems like it's like Mississippi. Alabama, Arkansas, because it's not a thing in Louisiana at all. If there's like meat in the spaghetti, it is a full meal. Yes. So um, it's not a Georgia thing because I posted. I I was like, maybe people in Georgia, but people in Georgia was like, nah, sis, it's not us. It's like just these few people. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Let's get to the list because I even have catfish on my list. So I'm gonna let you go first. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go one for one, or we like yeah, we're gonna go gonna back and forth. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so this is this is one of my fight me Fridays, and I still stand to this. Okay. Sugar does not belong in grits at all. I'm, I'm gonna support you on that one. Sugar does not belong in grits. I'm gonna say it again. It does not salt and pepper and butter. You don't need no sugar in your grits. But do we really know? We see these posts on like social media. Do we really know anybody who's putting sugar in grits in real life? Yes, I do. I know several people. And you sadly, gotta, I'm going to have to say they're, relate, they're related to me. I'm, 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 you got to reevaluate your circle. You have to. <laughs> you have to. I, that, that, that's my first one. I okay. Think, so my first one is soul food is overrated. So no, no. okay, all it's of a, it, all of it. Yeah, it's overrated. I can't, I can't, I can't agree with you. I can't. It's overrated, and it's unhealthy anyway. Yes, it is unhealthy, but it's it's called soul food for it touches your soul. I'm not, and I it and it and it touches mm. death as well. Okay, but <laughs> it, it touches. It only touches death because we eat it consistently. I think if you have a well balanced like Thanksgiving. 
Christmas is too close. But like Thanksgiving, like you gotta eat it specifically on special days. You like, know, people be just making soul food for like every meal out here. And let me tell you something. You Maybe right. it would not be overrated if y'all could cook, but most of y'all can't. Mm. So, so you, you need like grandma cooking. You need like great grandma. I do. Cooking. I want I want somebody who has experienced life to be okay. making soul food. Everybody can't be like people ask me about gumbo and I'm like, I have not lived enough to be making gumbo and disseminating it to the crowd, you know? Like, I only need somebody 34 who, years. <laughs> you know, you need somebody who hands, this is like, who, what kind of hands have them, have that been through? Like, what have they been through? Hands yeah, you need grandma. arms, I feel like, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm When somebody call you baby, constantly. Yeah, yeah, you need that kind of cooking. I understand that, but I'm not gonna sit here and say soap was overrated, I can't say that one. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and I just, mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned it, but we're doing unpopular opinions. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I'm imagine it. Okay, so you go next. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the one I used to get all, this is the one I hear all the time. Um, this is more about Jackson itself. Downtown Jackson is dangerous. <laughs> um, I, I disagree. Um, I see people walking downtown Jackson. This morning I saw two, uh, two white men just jogging with no <laughs> shirts on in a little downtown Jackson. Um, I think it's the stigma of what Jackson gets. I think Jackson has its issues like any other city in this country. Uh, but I think it's unfair to say that it's just so dangerous, like any other places in the country is not dangerous. And you miss out on some great opportunities in in in, in the downtown area, Partic- particularly I'm talking about museums, right? Yeah. Um, I think people feel okay going to the two museums, uh, but you have an art museum, you have the Muslim museum, you have the Smith Robinson's and you have all these wonderful cultural institutions, but people are supposedly people from like the suburbs, the Jackson Metro area, I should say, are it's so dangerous there. Well, uh, I just want to say downtown don't have enough traffic to be dangerous in real life. Like I used to work at Coles because I had a full-time job. I used to go there at night and on weekends. So it's like, you know, it's like vacant, vacant, you know, by 501, <laughs> it's like a it's like a desert or whatever yeah, it's but, a ghost um, town. yeah so uh yeah i i really the reality is it's a bunch of black people in the city so we're scared like we already assume it's going to be a ton of crime because of it but the interesting thing is most of them work downtown they wouldn't be able to have their suburban lifestyles if it wasn't for downtown jackson so um if, if you're really scared don't work here. Don't work here. <laughs> don't drive through Jackson. Don't work yeah, here. What I think we should implement here in Jackson is the same thing that they do from New Yorkers in Jersey. New York, New Yorkers that live in Jersey, get it, they get taxed to double because you're you're living in a different state. If you're going to work in Jackson, and this is part of white flight and how I think you build up the economy of Jackson. People who, who don't have a Jackson address but work in Jackson should be double taxed so that money can go back to the city. That's just my opinion. I think the only reason why that wouldn't work is that we have seen that even if we know of it and we don't know of it, they have the capability to build their own office parks and do whatever else in their medical corridors. True. So I think if we did something like that, they would have like a oh, yeah. real... A real, they will they will put their minds and resources and your tax dollars together and build their own office parks and be like, well, fine, because we've seen like a bunch of you know some of our biggest companies that aren't public that they're, they're more private sector that they've built like where I worked at Township it was like my the former company I used to work for it was like um, 
what is that phone company out there? I forgot. It's it's like a company that only exists here though. Ceasefire. <laughs> like um, Ceasefire. Like they built their building out there. Um, but uh, what is it? Butler and Snow. Like they have their building out there. So I yeah, I think about. we would see them saying it's cheaper to build outside of Jackson. They're going to give us tax incentives to be there. And our infrastructure, we're not going to have any infrastructure issues or potholes. So we don't really want to give them incentive to do anything like that, but we do want to talk shit while they're here. True. <laughs> but we, we had, but infrastructure, the way the infrastructure is because of, 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 of stuff like that, right? And it's, we have to figure out how do we get the money back into Jackson, but that's a different conversation for a different day. It is, and we can have a conversation all day on that. And look, my <laughs> look, the internet <laughs> will probably cut off if we really got into it. But uh, so my second one is the best donuts in Jackson are actually in Canton at Can- Canton Donuts. I don't eat donuts. I know you had that as one of your Fight Me Fridays, didn't you? I'm not big on it. You know how people are like, ooh, let me go get a donut. I'm like, uh, if it's there, it's there. So <laughs> I, I can't argue. I can't argue with that with you on that one. I love um, donuts, but they are so I do probably frequent Campbell donuts at least once a week, and that's just because like they're right around the corner from me, so it's easier. Is you know that's probably, in Fondren, right? No, it's in Bellhaven. Okay. okay. Yeah, the Bellhaven. It's like a thirty minute drive, but there's another donut shop here. Um. That's everywhere, and I forgot the name right now. But um, it's like a favorite, and I think it's only a favorite because it exists that it's not really actually good. <laughs> so I, that's why I want to say that the best donuts are actually in Canton. Okay. So you go ahead. <laughs> hmm. Let me see what's my next one. My unpopular opinion. Um, ooh, okay. I, so I'm going to go back to the one I used to get all the time because I'm a transplant. Uh, how does it feel to be black in Mississippi? <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, it's not that bad. And, and it, but that's usually talked in reference to like civil rights, right, of people. And then I have to quickly tell them, you know, treatment of black people and brown people happens bad all over this country. And they look, like, look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, well, you just had Minnesota. You just had... Stanford, Florida. You just had Long Island, New York. You just had Charlottesville, Virginia. You just had Charleston, South Carolina. I'm saying, well, it's not just a Mississippi thing that happens with Black people, Indigenous people. It's all over this country. It's interesting that we're we're finally 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 noticing that now in this country. All of a sudden, with, with Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, um, and George Floyd once again. But I, I tell people it's not just a Mississippi problem. It happens all over America. And I think the sooner that we understand, and not even America, but just seeing <clears throat> brutality like internationally what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and I think once we become honest about that, we can really work towards it because it's like maybe, you know, you don't experience like racism in your face, but like if your school system is messed up, if you can't get health care, like you're still experiencing something because you are probably a black person. You know, mm-hmm. so um, that's a very good point. <clears throat> I always tell people, first of all, I'm in a city that's like, you know, over 80% African-American. I feel very comfortable being here. I haven't had many experiences. And just in general, I have a li- limited experience anyway, because growing up in New Orleans, I was always in very black environments. Um, I was I went to all black schools. Then I came here 
to HBCU. <laughs> so my experiences with being a minority is really just over the last few years, you know? Okay. So I, I'm not very well-versed. Like, of course, there's, like, institutional racism and stuff like that, but I'm not well-versed in, like, situations where, like, things are happening to my face or I'm seeing things. Like, I'm hearing stories, and I know other people and their upbringing in different parts of Mississippi or even in Jackson. But I'm like, for as me personally like i had not really had many experiences and i really had not been a minority much in my life just in general so you know mm-hmm. i'm definitely not the person to like <laughs> like I've, I've had, anything like that i've had experienced it in new york city i've had experienced it in north carolina i've experienced it uh, maybe two months ago for the first time in jackson in bell haven i'm gonna just put that out there listen i like Bellhaven because it kind of reminded me, Bellhaven Fondra kind of reminded me of parts of like New Orleans. So I was like, this uh-huh. looks like home. It definitely does not feel like home. I just realized like I'm subscribed to the newsletter and they're trying to get their improvement district or I think it's like business improvement district, special district pass anyway. And they've been including photos of like 100 reasons why, because I think they're like 100 signatures away. And I'm like, this is the widest newsletter I've ever come across in Jackson. And while I love neighborhood, I like my neighbors on my street, I will say, um, it's, it's not very diverse at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think like for the, the specs of color we do have is, you know, all of us are like renters or whatever. And it's not many of us in general. But um, that was very interesting. I was like, you know, and I was kind of looking for a home in this area. But I was like, do I do I really want to get a house in this mm-hmm. area where we're a minority in a black city? It's a bubble. It's it's, isn't a bubble? Isn't a bubble with a black city? It's it like, is. It is. They have been able, like I said, I think both Fondren, probably Bellhaven more than Fondren, has been able to preserve things. I'm not sure if it's intentional. Um, or if it's, you know... I'm, I'm going to say, I haven't li- lived here long enough to say it's intentional, but I can also say, looking on the outside, it's intentional. I will say that the pandemic is the first time I feel like white people have crossed the street for other reasons. Because <laughs> 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 it was sometimes my husband and I would like be walking, and it's usually like an older white lady. She's like constantly looking past her shoulder mm-hmm. looking. And he's like, let's mm-hmm. just turn off. I'm like, we're about to go out of our way just because she feels uncomfortable because we're literally just walking, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just In your neighborhood. In my own neighborhood that I've been, you know, I've moved out of Bellhaven probably like a year and a half is like the most. But to say how long I've been in Jackson, I've probably been in Bellhaven probably about 14 years or something like that. 14, okay. 15 years. So a very, very long time for different parts of um, Bellhaven. But yeah, I was like, this is kind of nice. You, you know, you know, they're not really um, uh, just assuming I'm going to rob them or anything. <laughs> like they know I'm like out. And then it kind of helps that I am doing the same route. That's not by mistake. I'm doing the same route on purpose. And mm-hmm. I usually do it early in the morning. So I see the same people. So I'm already thinking okay. in my head, you know, just in case I come across anything People should be able to say, hey, we always see her. She stays on this street. Like, we're familiar with her. And then another preference I have is if my husband is going to take a walk or exercise or something, we do it as a family. 
because we're not as threatening. But if it's just him walking through the neighborhood, you know, I will probably be uncomfortable, you know? I'm not trying, I'm not even trying to change the subject, but isn't that, isn't that frustrating? Like, we have to do all that thinking. It's tiring. And let me people. tell you something that that's not, uh, it's really going to be unpopular. It wasn't on my list. But Melvin and I did an episode that I did not release. So I thought right. long and hard about it. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I don't have the capacity to be having these conversations. I would love to release it and not get any feedback, but I just know how people are. So I didn't. You will get feedback. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that was kind of part of the conversation. And <clears throat> I appreciate everybody who's trying to learn right now. I'm learning as well. I'm black and I'm also doing the work. And I told mm-hmm. him, you know, my position is I have never been to calling people. <laughs> Like, I really don't want, and I don't like to talk about my experience as much just because, like I said, I've been in primarily Black environments, so, and that comes with its own issues sometimes, but I'm like, I can't speak to other people who are constantly dealing with this all the time, and I'm like, of course, I've dealt with microaggressions and stuff like that, but even in those situations, I knew, I was like, I really don't have to respond to this. I really don't have to deal with this because I know I'm not going to be here long enough for me. Like if I knew I was like, if I'm going to be around around, I'm like, okay, I probably will cause some type of trouble. But, um, you know, and I think me and him were talking about how like, you know, like for me as a black woman, I have to be like, okay, I don't want to embarrass black people. I don't want to embarrass black women. I don't want to embarrass Jackson State. I don't want to embarrass black PhD students. So it's like, I had all this stuff and I'm really kind of undoing a lot of that. Like that has been helpful for me during this pandemic and just in life, like having my child made me want to be kind of authentic. But I was saying, you know, I've told many people, if we have to do all this work starting from childhood. You can learn about this stuff. <laughs> that we're dealing with. You can learn how to be a good person. You can learn how these systems affect us because if we have to pile all this on and deal with this, and, and you know, it's not something that, um, it's not my job to draining teach and tiring, but it's just something that's kind of like a knee jerk reaction to always do, you know? Yeah. So I would love to switch out my route, my, my route, but I'm like, I need to stay somewhere where it's visible. Like I do the outside of Bellhaven campus. I'm like, okay, campus security is going to drive around. They have cameras. These people know me. But I don't want to do other routes because I don't want them to be like, you know, watching me or calling the police on me or anything else coming up to me. Because I'm most definitely not a person to be like, you know, people are like, oh, do you still stay in the neighborhood? Can I see your ID? Like, I'm not one of those people, you know, and I'm like right here. Like, I don't have any patience. So, you know, but yeah, it's very and that's why I say I don't coddle people. I think it's great that people are learning, but I'm not going to be the teacher (laughs) is all because I'm like, I'm exhausted. People can do what they want, but I'm already I'm with you on that. And I'm going to say this and then move on. I heard somebody say, I can't remember the young lady who said it, you know, I'm tired of allies. I need accomplices. I need you to take your own initiative and say, I'm going to read this material and learn this. I don't need you in my wheelhouse anymore. Go take your privilege and have the tough conversations, whatever you want to call it, with your people and learn the steps that you need to do. Because like you just said, it, we are in an era where you can look anything up really quickly. There's enough Zoom webinar platforms going on about this. Go educate yourself and then let's talk. But I, once again, I have an, I don't need any more allies because even in allyship, you give me the opportunity, quote unquote, you still somewhat take over. So that's not real allyship. And so I just need you to be accomplices of what you are doing. Right, right. And what I mean by... Well, people who are not black, people who are not indigenous, people who are not colored, who do not identify as colored. 
So yeah. I just put that out there specifically. Yeah. But, you know, that's why I said I was doing the work as well, just because I have my own biases that may contribute mm-hmm. to issues. So this was a time I was revisiting some things, some books or learning some new things just because I'm like, okay, so I do think about this way about certain things and like, why do I think this way? So it's not just something where just because you're automatically black, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not it's not something that just because we black, we know it all either. So that's why it's, it costs for kind of everybody to do work and kind of find out. You know, I tell people it's all hands on deck. Some people are like Facebook activists. Like, I don't know if people pay attention. I don't post nothing. I don't participate in nothing. Because for me, you know, I like to have fun on my Facebook page and, and connect with my family and friends. Like, I'm not debating anything on my page. I will probably just, like, delete a comment or block them or whatever. But I don't do, like, arguments on my page, you know. Me either. I, that's so. too much time. And, and if you really want to say these things, you'll say it in front of me. A lot of people are Twitter finger people, like Facebook, Twitter, like that's, that's them on the computer, but they'll never say those things to you in your face. And I find, I tell people all the time, it's no point at arguing with people behind the screen. It's, I don't have that energy either. I have enough energy making it through my day. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. Okay. So, let's, let's lighten up the mood. I'm, I'm <laughs> this is definitely going to do that. Um, okay. I've said it several times. I will keep saying it. Um, if you if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. And uh-huh. my unpopular opinion is I am so sick and tired of hearing "get ready" from Jackson State. I don't want to hear the band. I don't want to hear a ringtone. <laughs> I don't want to be on hold and hit "get ready." Can we do something else, please? I was such a fan of Temptations and of get ready and i'm waiting for them to sue because i'm like you're just gonna let them keep playing y'all song like that like i don't even want to hear this song anymore not even from the temptation so uh, i'm just tired of it i don't care what anybody says i don't care if you were a member former member i don't care if you heard growing up i'm tired of hearing get ready but you you are a jackson alum right are you a jackson State I, this i am getting my third degree from jackson state okay so, so you have the respect to say that i see i'm, I'm in the process i can't say that yet but uh, i i I know whoever, who Jackson alum, Jackson's, Jacksonians, they're going to feel some type of way for you just saying but, that. But guess what? This is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> People who like to hear it, I'm wondering if they heard it as much as me. Because, okay, so I was on, I stayed on campus for, like, my first two years at Jackson State. So the boom were practiced by our dorm room. So I got to hit get ready. So then whenever you have events, it's like get ready. And then, you know, you go to the game, it's get ready. And it's like, maybe you're walking down the grocery store and all of a sudden somebody's ringtone goes off and it's get ready. And then I just came to a place where I was like, man, I am so sick of hearing this song. So <laughs> so, what song would you want them to play? Like, if, if you had to give us a Temptation song or song, period, what would you want them to play? I don't know, but I feel like it should be something that make you want to twerk. <laughs> <laughs> but not get ready. Not get ready. Not, okay, I, not, not get, I, I don't, and then let me, let me make it worse. Uh, I don't want to get ready and I don't want to see the routine to it either. Oh, you want the routine to go away. I, I don't okay. wanna, I just, I want something new. And I feel like, you know, you'd be seeing other bands featured in stuff. You'd be seeing like Southern, like Southern was in Lizzo's video. And I'm like, you know, if we stop playing get ready and we can be featured in <laughs> pop videos too. I'm going to go out here and say, you. so you feel like Jackson State is not keeping up with the times. That's what you're they saying? Not. That's what you're saying about the boom? They're not. Okay. And maybe it's because we don't be paying, like, our alumni fees and we don't get an Ooh. opinion. You know, Do you pay not, your alumni fees? I'm still a student. <laughs> oh, ah. 
<laughs> so you, they're getting your money. So you, you cool. Okay. And I okay, paid okay. my tuition out of pocket. So they're getting my money. And they have all these little small fees. I'm like, what is this fee? I don't use this. All I do is talk to my chair. That's literally all I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, it reminds me of, what is it, Drumline? Okay, yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. oh, we're tired. You playing this? You need to play something that people are gonna dance. That's what I feel like. I feel like ah, uh, uh, you sound trying to get with the times. Okay, yeah. I feel you. So the segue with that one, with the Temptations, I tell people this all the time. David Ruffin made the group. Are you? I don't care what. David Ruffin made. How the, long was David Ruffin with the Temptations though? He made the group. He, nobody came to see Otis. <laughs> I can't even name. A, Nobody came to see no other members. They came to see David, and he's from nowhere, Mississippi. He's from Mississippi. Everybody wanted to see David. But let me ask you, the temptation still exists. How long was David even in the band? Yes, they still exist, but, like, most of the members are dead. Like, the I same thing. all the, of them are dead at this point, right? Same thing with the OJs. They barely hanging on, too. Like, certain <laughs> members, if, if, <laughs> if people in the group start passing away, you don't need to add new mem- I don't know that member. You know, I'm not old enough to say I know the temptations like that, but I'm just saying, I don't know you. I don't want you to be in there. Let's, let's give you an example. Let's think of a, a, a boy group. Boys and men. If they members start dying, don't add new new members. I don't know the well, members. That's like uh, Drew Hill. You know, it's like just Cisco now. <laughs> you got to let it go. But David Ruffin made the group for the temptations i don't care what nobody say i will say that although i'm complaining about get ready i am a real big temptations fan and it's unusual because i am like only 34 i wasn't around during that time but when i first got to jackson i had like a two disc um best uh best of temptations and like each song had like the backstory to it so like oh, i dope. think huh that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, really Get Ready was what made me not listen to them as much anymore. Now I have, like, a Motown playlist. I listen to, like, all of them. But I was heavy on, like, Temptations in, like, 2003. Like, I used to play it a lot. But, like, hearing Get Ready, I was like, I can't. you just done. You don't even need to hear that song anymore, period. No. Okay. okay. It's not even on, like, my Motown list, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, my next one, since we're talking about music, I don't like blues music. Mm, you, 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 okay. Uh, uh, None of it. Okay, I'm from the North, so we listen to jazz, more jazz than anything. I'm from New Orleans, the birthplace of jazz. Yeah, yeah I, I can't appreciate blues music. I can't appreciate it. I can, I can appreciate, appreciate it if I want to hear it. I like, I, I just want to hear the guitar. If I could just hear the guitar by itself, like I, if I can just hear even a, even a, a harmonica, I appreciate that. But I think blues music is cool. It's it's not my not my top genre of music I will listen to, but I appreciate the sound and where it comes from. But I can understand that. That's going to be very unpopular. So yeah, I just want to say that both Ashley and Lance don't like blues music. We just want to hear the music. No, I didn't say that. Words <laughs> <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Blues music. Okay, 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 okay. Um, let me see. What's another unpopular opinion? Ooh. Hmm. You trying to let spread out the controversy? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to do the controversy stuff. Um. Okay, this is for me. I need. I need more than just. Nah, I'm not gonna say that one. You, now, you know what I'm 
I, I need more than just Mexican food. I, I need other type of Hispanic food down here. <laughs> I need I need some type of Dominican food. I need some type of cute. I I, I know. You gotta I know Dominicans and Jason. <laughs> how how do you know? If we do, it's two. Let's check the census records. Okay. I, I I'm just saying. I just need to. I'm tired of eating the same stuff in Mississippi and Jackson. Period. I just need a little bit of different stuff. Yes, I'm very picky when it comes to my food, but I, it's we're, we're, there's a lot of food deserts, mm. and the only thing that we have is like a quick fast food restaurant. Um, and there's only so much, like you just said, there's only so much tacos and burritos I'm going to eat, like on Tuesdays, and so many Buffalo Wild Wings I'm going to eat, or a burger. I just need some different variety of food. Like, for example, downtown Jackson, we have now uh, Ethiopian restaurant. Yeah. Good. We have we have um, Godfrey's. Let's give me some more different options. That's but you all know I'm what? Asking. I'm going to tell you something. I heard on the streets, you know, Godfrey's is like a fusion restaurant. Like, the, the people who are from the islands don't really mess with it that heavy because it's not authentic. So it's like something mm. that we like because he's like fusion, like Caribbean food and Southern cuisine. I really like it. But the people who are native to the Caribbean said... You have, but you have, not just, but you have people say that about all their, like, let's say if I'm, let's say if I'm Hispanic, I would say the same thing about, uh, the Mexican restaurants. That's not authentic Mexican food, right? right. You always gonna well, have, all that you're, always gonna, you're gonna always, yeah, all that cheese, the American <laughs> cheese. You're always gonna have people to say that's not authentic to, yeah, to, to, to the original people that that eat that food or make that food traditionally. Yeah. Um, but I like Godfrey's. I just need some cocoa bread. That's I've been asking, been looking for some cocoa bread. That's all I want. Is some cocoa. Bread. You're gonna have to find some friends that are not native to this area. I am lucky that two of my closest friends are from the Caribbean. Well, I'm inviting uh, you over. Yeah, that's probably gonna be. And you know, like they're the most judgmental uh, foodies to ever exist. I just want to say. <laughs> so um, you know, they're accustomed to everything being fresh. So. This grocery store that. stuff is not working for them. <laughs> I, I respect that though. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard grocery shopping. Yeah, and, and healthy. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. I, I shout out to Cindy Farms. You know, uh, I appreciate fresh produce. Yeah, as an adult, as a kid, I was like, eh, I don't care. Give me junk. Right. I will say I went to the farmer's market last week and bought cookies. Ah. <laughs> well, if you go to the farmer's market, again, go to Cindy Ayers. She owns Cindy's I saw farm. her, but it's like, unfortunately, I just went grocery shopping like maybe a day before. So I said, next time I need to go to the farmer's market first and yeah. then go grocery shopping for the things I don't get there. But like I had a lot of, like I just bought a whole ton of vegetables and stuff. So I'm like, dang, but these cookies are kind of looking good. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> Quick question. Is there a black butcher in Jackson? I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Nope. I, I just wanted to I, know. I doubt it, but I'm not sure. I say you started. A butcher? Yeah, be a butcher. Silence. I mean, the shanking count <laughs> as butchering? <laughs> uh, I guess in some places, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next one is that catfish is basic. It is the most basic fish to ever exist. I, I can I can count it. I can beat that one. Tilapia. Oh yeah, you're right. Fish. 
Well, tilapia. I would throw tilapia in the trash, but catfish okay. I would eat if there's nothing else around. Ooh, really? Yeah, well, catfish trash. Uh, I'm not that big on fish, period. And I, if it's, like I said, it's like the donuts. If it's around, I eat it. Yeah. But you're in catfish country. You're like you're in a catfish. And I'm state. not impressed. Ooh. <laughs> What's that spot? What's that spot around Jackson State? They say it's a great catfish spot. So there's like a, f- isn't there like a few? There's like Boston Fish House is over there. There's like what else is over there? I thought there was like two on one street too. I yeah, know- it's two on one street. All I know is that Eddie and Ruby's is that over there? Yes, there we go. So when I first came to Mississippi, that's why I was told to go. Didn't but you when smell I first- like fish when you left? I didn't go in because okay. the line was a wrap around the building. I said, I don't got time for this. <laughs> Not for some fish that I barely don't like fish. I'm like, you right. know, I gotta catch them. And I still haven't eaten there yet. But I, I don't remember which one I went to, but I, I called in my order. We walked over there and I was in there like two minutes and came out and I just smelled like I've been working like fish at spot. a fish restaurant for like the last 30 years. Like it was all in my <laughs> hair, everything. It's not worth it to me. I hope but maybe if they do curbside, I might pick it up. But was it good? Was the hype? I don't remember feeling that way. Okay. The best fish okay. I've ever had, I had a friend and his dad fried catfish. That was really good. And I think like one other time where I'm like, man, like this is really, really good. Other than that, I'm, I don't like, that's why I really don't be trusting these Jacksonians on their food recommendations. <laughs> I, I feel like they you like everything. About- they like you talking everything. about me, fight me Fridays for me? They gonna come for you. Well, this is why I tell y'all don't post these things on my page. I just laugh <laughs> and and sometimes I participate in dragging other people knowing good and well. I feel the exact same way they do. So tell them you you're not scared. I, I tell, I've been telling people to pull up on me. Like, hey, it is what it is. This is this is this is my truth, y'all. Yeah. So, and this is a safe okay. space. This is a safe space. It is a safe space. <laughs> but okay, I can follow up with another one. This this okay. is another foodie thing. Pigger sandwiches are is is not it. I will never try it. I tried it. No, no way. What is never what does it taste like? It's like to me, it was slimy and gristly. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. I'm, I'm. You can have that. I tried it. I can say that I had part of the Jackson experience, but I said, nah, I'm good. I don't need to do it again. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a fan favorite. I even think like our family, like my husband's family from Houston. Like, when they come here, like, I think that's, like, one of the things on the checklist. It's a no for me. I mean, just, like, pig ear is, like, I'm barely, like, I barely even consume pork anyway. Barely. I'm most I don't definitely, do bacon. like, not doing a pig ear. Okay, okay, okay. So I support you. Okay. You. Uh, my next one is, this is also food-related. We don't need another crab restaurant. Not a crab shack, not a crab hut. <laughs> Not a crab queen, queen, like queen, we don't queen need crab, huh? Queen, queen crab is that? That's so, my food depot. I, we had that before. I was like, okay, it's okay, you know, when they first opened, and they were quick. But when I saw how much my husband paid, I was like, never again. Like it's one of my fresh. Like I don't even. One know. of my friends bought a bag. I'm like, yo, I don't like crab. I don't. First, I don't like the way it smells. Mm-mm. And I'm a lazy eater. That's too much cracking. It, it, I don't want, and I'm barely getting anything to eat. I don't want that. No, you can have I that. will say I love, love crab. It's probably like my top seafood. Like I can eat crab in anything, but um, 
I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. It's making me suspect, like, why are all these crap places? <laughs> like, what's really going on? What is this a front for? So, especially if your crab, like, there's another one. The is running the crab shacks. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but um, we went to one of them, a newer one, and the crab just tastes so old. Like the shell was just like brittle, and I was like, absolutely not. I will never come here again. So, um, yeah, I just we don't need any more crab places. Okay, this is my another one. This is not about food, but this is the one that I hear all the time when I was at when I get to meet ignorant people. Okay. Uh, do Mississippians wear their shoes and do they speak proper English? Wow. Mm-hmm. I still hear that, and I and, and I tell people because I live in this state, I'll be living in Mississippi almost three years in October. I get offended. I'm like, I've met some highly educated, wonderful people who wear shoes in Mississippi. Yeah. And you have to shut them down. Like, nah, Mississippi is beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's, they have beautiful people. But come here and get to know the people. Um, and I just want to say, you know, if we're going to talk about intelligence, particularly people, let's talk about Black people in Mississippi. You're going to have, like, the brightest leaders that come from this state. First, U.S. Senator Sen- Senator Hyrum Revels, right? And you have your seconds, Kessel Bruce, K- Kessel Blanche Bruce. You're going to have Megar Everett. You're going to have Fannie Wahamer, right? You're going to have all these phenomenal people who are educated, Merle Evers, you're gonna have all these people and, and it, people still think that today. Hey, do they, do they speak proper English and do they wear their shoes? I'm like, well, yeah. You know, I always tell people like Mississippi is like the foundation of so much, like just creativity yes. and like creative, uh, creativity, um, like culturally, um, creatively is what I meant. And culturally, and maybe I'm in a bubble, like I can realize I'm probably in a bubble, but like, all my friends, most of my friends are PhD students or already have their PhDs. Ooh. Like from Mississippi, you know, and like mm-hmm. my closest friends. So, and not all these people are like a part of my cohort or anything. So it's just, like I said, I might just be in a bubble. And I don't mean that, 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 you know, you have to be a PhD person just to, you know, be intelligent. The people I know who are not, who never even went to college to me are even more intelligent. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I'll be on Facebook sometimes, like, let me take these notes and write these books down. And I know so many attorneys as well. I, like I said, I can recognize I'm in a bubble. Like, I've been in school my entire adult life. But uh, the most educated people I've met are, like, here, you know? And that's so, what I'm saying. I'm like, no, nah, that's pretty, no, nah, that's, you're pretty wrong. You're pretty I mean, wrong. there's, I, I won't lie. When I, the first time I came to Jackson's, like, a high school senior, and really, the band was just coming here, and I'm like, okay, good. I got a class like for a day, I got out of school. So we came up here, and um, <clears throat> and when I went back to New Orleans, like I think I'm gonna go to Jackson State because you know it's like it's close but it's far. And people were like, mm-hmm. uh, you do not go to Mississippi under any circumstances, and all this, this, and that. And a lot of what I heard, um, is just really not true. And I think whatever stereotypes Mississippi had probably 40 50 60 years ago or just like still applied you know even today and that's because people just don't go to mississippi or they don't know people in mississippi i mean i had some cousins who were from chicago and they were just passing through for whatever reason and i remember my cousin she's older woman probably like her 50 60 just saying she never thought she would come back to mississippi like she had like a bad experience as a child and i think that's kind of like mississippi's reputation outside yeah 
So, you know, because I have to be honest, like I told people growing up, I went to the coast and I've been to Tupelo before and I didn't know anything else about Mississippi. It was kind of like, you just skip over that part of history. So I was like, I was well-versed. Like I love like Louisiana history, like New Orleans history, but like Mississippi was just kind of like, we don't even talk about Mississippi as if Louisiana is off better uh, or any other state, but you know. But you're, you're right, but it was more on TV. I, but you still meet people in Mississippi that I know personally who are black that say, I don't drive to the Delta at night. Listen, you know, I, I, when, it's part of that. It's part of that. When that's real. I tell people like I stay in Jackson, so I'm comfortable. I do Jackson Metro and I do the coast. I don't do really other parts. Like I've had to have uh, go to a conference in the Delta. And I was like, man, it's kind of pretty out here. But like, I'm like, I tell people I'm not well-versed in Mississippi at all. And you know, even when the flag stuff was happening and they were voting to take it down, I told my husband, cause we like to drive around a lot and we like to look at different neighborhoods and stuff. And I told him we might want to cool it <laughs> on a suburban trips for right now, you know? So, um, yeah. And just based on, you know, like, like people say there's a reputation around Jackson. I hope Madison don't think we think certain things about them and Ridgeland, particularly Rankin County, especially there's some stereotypes associated with them. So, Yeah. yeah. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, so this is really going to get the people going, especially with Mississippi being so small. <laughs> I want to say that all, we're at five flags right now, right? Proposed flags. Uh-huh. All of them are ugly. I want to say that. Um, mm-hmm. The one that's the front runner. Uh, <laughs> the, one with, the one with the shield. The shield and the lines. Let me, let me tell you why I'm not for this one. And normally, like I said, I don't really give my opinion because I don't want opinions back, but I will in this case. There's a particular description for the vertical lines. It says, uh, the crest are in threes, the three nations that ruled over the territory at one time or another, the Spanish, the French, and the British. So we're including them in a flag. And I guess we have a lot to be thankful, you know, to them for, um, you know, we wouldn't be here. We seem to ride over here if it wasn't for them. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I just think I really wish they would have came up with something else. I'm going to tell you the truth. The flag that I like, I like Miss um, Perryman, her flag. Yeah, but she wasn't in it. She wasn't in the running at all, right? I think she, I think it was. I think, she think I don't think it made the cut if I remember. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been following the flag. Me neither, because I'm like, they're all yeah. ugly. So I don't care. And, you know, like where the flag is going to hang. Like I was here with the other flags. So I'm like, I'm not going to have like a flag tag or anything of like that, you know, that nature. So I'm like, me either. I, I, I think for care. I think for me, and I tell people, and I've been tiptoeing, not tiptoeing, but I've been very mindful about how I say this, but I tell people, I understand the importance of the flag as a historian and as a black man, I understand what it symbolizes, and I'm happy that it came down, Uh, but I wasn't born in the deep south, you know, I was born in 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 New Jersey, and for me, I'm ready for things to not just come down, but we dismantled the, the the policies and laws that are in place. I think Mississippi did a great job, phenomenal job, bringing that flag down. Now the next step for me is not selecting a flag. It's how do you get the young people that have been in the streets, that have been advocating, that have been having their voice heard, get them to the table and get them to be involved in deep, further conversations. Um, because it, to me, it's a pattern across the country bringing down Confederate symbols, right? Or doing PR stuff. 
If we do that, just look at the hole we would have to dig. Like, literally, I go to Jackson State University. We're in Jackson, Mississippi. Who is Jackson named after? Andrew Jackson. So I'm like, you know, like, how far are we really going to take this? We're, like, removing names. Listen, I'm so glad that's not my responsibility. All I want to say is that, you know, for the most part, I really don't care um, which one they pick. I, I Like, I think they're equally ugly. And uh, I just really wish I wouldn't have read a description. I'm like, really? We're going to give a shout out to them <laughs> in the flag? So, but Also, for some people, everybody doesn't believe in God. So it's just, you know, that's well, the other. But you know. You, gotta, I, you know, but, you know, it's, it, you can't always please everybody. Right. But I, well, once again, I, I am happy that Mercedes took the step to bring it down. But once again, what policies are going to change in the state? Well, not just Mississippi, but what policies are going to change in Virginia? What policies are going to change in Minnesota? What policies are going to change in New York? That's what I'm... Because we had a massive... And I don't call it a civil unrest. To me, it's not civil unrest. It's a civil rights movement that's mm-hmm. taking place. And I think people are saying we're tired of the system everywhere in this country. And by you just taking Confederate flag down, Confederate monuments down and coming with PR statements, it's not good enough. We still have... I think we know what that was about. That was just about, like, preserving the reputation um, economically, really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and then I really feel like when we... I don't want to say when we focus on stuff like that, like, we missed a bigger picture, but I think everybody has a role. Like, for some people, like, the flag is important for other people's policy is important for other people. There's mm-hmm. other things that's of importance. So I won't diminish, like, or anything. Not I, at all. Was, I just want to say that I just don't like any of them. Yeah, everybody is <laughs> contributing their own way, and you can't expect everybody to jump when they're not ready to jump. Right. Like, you have people who can support financially who are not saying nothing. Cool. You right. have people out there who who are out there on the streets doing their job. You have people like me, like physically I can't be out there, but my role is to preserve history, right? Mm-hmm. But in doing that, interpret the history truthfully mm-hmm. and saying, this is how you learn from the past so we can be ahead of the game. Yeah. That's how I'm contributing right now. Um, and so I think it's important for everybody to realize that you can take them part into civil rights and human rights, but you have to feel comfortable and you are able to do that at your own leisure and your own way. Right. Um, so. Right. But right. I think what I, but I what's ironic that you said that I do like that flag the one with the crest than the other ones. Yeah. It just looks more appealing to the eye. Yeah. Um okay, I think it's your turn. Oh, cool. Um let me see. Unpopular opinion. Let me see do I have another one? I don't have it. If you don't have any more, I have a I have a list. We <laughs> Shoot can do another one. Shoot okay. <laughs> Um, the next one is, you know, I, like many people who are transplants, used to piss people off with this one. There's nothing okay. to do in Jackson. That's not it's, true. It's a pandemic, so they're damn sure there's nothing to do. And I'm going to okay. stick by that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, was one, that was one of my unpopular opinions as well. I should have I should have said that. But I, I disagree. It's, it's more of, Okay. What I noticed that sometimes advertising is not that good, what's going on in the city. And I also think if you're not in a certain clique yeah. of people, you don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I still have my days when I feel like there's nothing to do in Jackson. Mm-hmm. But there's some things to do. Um, but I, but see, I think you and I have the privilege of coming from, a, from coming from cities where there's something always to do. Yeah, I think like I had to shift my perspective. Instead of saying there's nothing to do, there's nothing I want to do. <laughs> There you go. There you go. So it's like either you figure out 
you become open-minded to what's available or you'll be, um, are you just going to be bored? I think for me, I have been lucky enough that because I have been in school, I'm like, oh man, I ain't got nothing to do tonight, but also I should be studying anyway. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So once I'm out of school, it's going to be a real, it's going to be test. real interesting to see. It's going to be a real test to see, is there something to do? And not only that, um, because now I have a child, I'm like, I'm considering her as well. I know one issue we had like last summer was like hot as hell. So I'm like, we're not going to any parks. Where else can we go? So we have like the Children's Museum membership is like, how often are you going to want to go to this like every single day? So I even thought about like for kids, what is there to do for kids? And if you do find things, it becomes costly. Like if you want to take her to like a bouncy place or something, like you got to keep paying for all these different things. So, um, I mean, we've been super creative. We're like, taking boat rides, you know, at the reservoir and stuff. So we've found different things to do, but um, that's that's the unpopular opinion that there's nothing to do um, in Jackson, especially right now. So what y'all gonna say? Yeah. Uh, y'all gonna I, tell I, me I, jump on a I, webinar? <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with you on that too. I agree. I, I know there's some things that I will like. I wouldn't just say Jackson as a whole, but I'll also say just Mississippi, right? I would like to have a poetry club or something. Give me... Well, you know what? That existed when I first got here. There was, like, a big poetry scene, but I think, like, the issue became they had nowhere to do it because it was, like, at one place. It's called Seven. That's how people should know I've been here for a long time because it was, like, everybody who was natural and everybody who did poetry went to Seven. (laughs) So I was there a lot. Um, but um, I think Miranda's doing Miranda's doing a good, a great thing. I think, and I think good. she's been doing her stuff either, like since back then, and she used to host yeah. it on certain days. So, like that was a big scene. But a lot of those people who are a part of that scene most likely relocated, and then those mm-hmm. facilities don't exist anymore. I feel like I don't know. Like um, some places are flexible, like offbeat. Like you can have any type of offbeat is dope. I offbeat yeah. is dope. But I think so, I'm at a point now where, to me, just like you said, you you were school the first two years with the museums. I worked. Yeah. Work went home. Work went home, and it's kind of that way now, even with the pandemic. But I'm at a different point in my life. Like, uh, I don't need to go to M Bar. I don't need to go to the club. And see, that's the thing. It's like I'm a lounge person. I'm not a club person. I am okay. not a wing person. So, like, where do I go? <laughs> like, some of the places that I went to back then don't exist at all. Like some of those places. So it's like. I'm not a freelance person. Um, you can be like whoever wants to go there can be, but I don't like any of those bars or places. So like I am mm-hmm. a lounge person, like cool music, ton of drinks, like really good food. And I can hear the person next to me. We can talk and gossip and stuff. But um, yeah, so, and then like, I don't, you know, like I wouldn't know any of the songs and stuff. Like I don't really, I'm not <laughs> big on rap like that. So it's like, I was gonna say you're not, know. you're not, you're not, you're like aging yourself. You're not, I, I, you're not, at a, you're not at a, at a time. At a time. I like, feel like you know I have to work on not doing that because I feel like I'm starting to do things that is that is starting to age me like these kids and this and what is this uh, don't do, stuff. don't do that. Don't get there. See, I'm at a point where I'm still telling people do not call me sir. Do not call me Mr. Oh, listen, Miller. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but someone told me, like, no, ma'am. And I was like, your mom's a ma'am. Don't refer to me <laughs> as a ma'am. 
But, um, and it's so funny. I even remember when I was like bringing my kid to daycare. It's like, I was like the oldest parent. Like we all have like two year olds, but it's like, I'm older than by like a decade or so. So, um, I'm working on it. I, I, I like okay. to stay abreast certain ways, but for the most part, I mean, I don't know. I'm not at the point where I'm like, just really like, you know, a uh, WAP came out. So I wasn't like, <gasps> I'm like, listen, I still listen to a lot of bounce music and I mm. twerk almost daily. So I'm not at that point where I'm just like super duper shocked. <laughs> so opinion, I, I think WAP was, it was okay. I, I think it's, I, you know, I, I, I won't have, turn it off if it came on the radio, but I also won't download it. I think visually is a beautiful video. I think that's, I think if you, just, if you listen to the song without, without really watching the video, they're like, oh, okay. That's just me. Well, that's why they had to release the video first. Yeah, I think the video was dope, but yeah, I don't know why people are getting so upset about it, but it is what it is. Another unpopular opinion. I, I maybe, maybe this is not unpopular. People may agree with me with this. Okay. I hate firing out of Jackson. I've never, <laughs> I, honestly, I've never spent my own money flying out of Jackson. Every I, time I, I fly out of Jackson, it's been for a conference, so my jobs have paid for me to fly out of Jackson. I will I, say that I would agree. The last time we paid for it, I felt like it was a mistake. <laughs> I felt like it was a mistake. And I know, listen, if you got it, if you can afford to fly out of Jackson, I'm not going to hate. I drive to New Orleans and I do something. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not, the airport is nice. Airport's cool. It's the fact of the prices. And then if I'm flying to Jersey or even North Carolina, I have to make a stop. I don't know. Give me on the plane. Let's just let's fly. I drop it you something. When I well, you know, like that's my home city. Because usually, what I would do, I might like pay to have my car in the parking lot, or I'll have my dad keep my car. Either way, I can pay for the parking lot. I can pay for the gas. I can upgrade my ticket so I can be like on the front row. I can get round trip and still only pay a few hundred dollars. Yeah. So, and it's like you will still need enough money to go like just one way <laughs> if you're flying out of Jackson. I yeah. don't know what they can do. They've tried to do straight shots to different places and airlines we ain't never heard of, and you know, planes that probably drop off dust to crops, then drop you off. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know for as me and my household, you know, even my mother-in-law, she was down here from Houston. Just think about how close Houston is. And we had to pick her up from New Orleans because it was like a sharp notice. So it's like, you know, nobody's paying that much for a ticket. We would just go ahead, you know, like our flight's probably like an hour or so and just drive down there and drive right back. Check this out. I honestly today just looked up flights to go to Jersey just to surprise my mother without her knowing. From Jackson, it's a hundred. My mother, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm fine with saying this. So if she, if I pay, if I got flew out of Jackson, it's been one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. If I go to New Orleans, it's ninety dollars. I'm cheap, y'all. I know that sounds crazy, but that's a real. That's a one-way ticket. Well, and you know, for me, it's you. Know, I've always considered. Well, this will give me an excuse to like see my family and hang out a little bit. So usually, when I do it, I will tell you, going there is super duper easy. But sometimes yeah. if you fly back and then you got to drive back, I'm like, okay, like, like I'm kind of tired. But like I have, usually I have the flexibility to be like, okay, well, I'm going to stay with family for like a day or like relax or something. But yeah, I hadn't like financially maybe, because like I said, we were kind of tired driving 
to New Orleans and back to pick her up. And then another thing is her luggage wouldn't arrive till like nine o'clock at night. So then my husband had to go back the next day and drive that and come back. So in those situations, you're like, man, I wish you would have flew into Jackson. But if I had the money, I might consider flying out. But it will still be hard because it's like it's so much cheaper. And it's like I feel like I'm a like I'm a wealthy woman. I'm like, yeah, I'll pay for it also to upgrade and get on the plane first. Cause it's like it's still not that much money compared to flying out of Jackson. So I don't know what Jackson's gonna do. Um, but uh as for me, my household, we're not we're flying out of New Orleans. All right. Uh you have one or you want me to go again? You can go again. Okay. This I'll make this my final one because you know I think I've caused enough tro- trouble. Um I do not believe Jackson or Mississippi has any Southern hospitality. I believe there's a lot of oh, massive aggressiveness and I believe there's a lot of nice nasties. And even when people seem nice, they're actually being nasty. I, maybe Georgia, um, maybe Louisiana. Um, I don't think Texas, <laughs> but I definitely do not think Mississippi has Southern hospitality. I think y'all held a fake man. Mm. <laughs> I think, uh, I- I have not come across a person. Mm, I can't say that. I've met people that I felt that it was genuine. Um, and the reason that I can say that, but I think I wouldn't say Mississippi, but for me, it would be North Carolina. North Carolina, like this thing is very progressive, but it's very not progressive yeah. at all. Um, and so I don't have, you don't have to be on your own for that one. I'm confident. I will say that I feel like I'm going to go on a limb. Okay, go ahead. Go on a limb. I'm don't take me Most you people do not subscribe to that. I'm going to say most. I, I, can, I can agree with that. I, I can agree with that. I don't think most people. What's, what's funny to me, and I've always heard people say this we have Southern hospitality, and I'm talking about the South in general, but it's racism. I don't see how that goes hand to hand. I, I, that's just me, period. I, I don't know how that goes. Well, we have hospitality here, but you hate, you hate, you don't, you don't get along with people of color or black people, right? So I'm like, how's that hospitality? And see, I didn't even consider that, like, from that perspective. I'm just talking about, like, my own personal experiences. And then, like, you know, I had a hard time, and I guess that's what kind of framed my perspective, even this podcast, with people here especially if you are you know sometimes people can kind of be confused about me kind of being direct or blunt they don't mean i'm mean it just means that i'm not going to spend the time to like sugarcoat anything for you to be comfortable you know i just i don't mean it meanly so um yeah i feel like most people are and i feel like but they're particularly sneaky about it (laughs) so i think they just cover it and then for me i'm like oh i kind of figured you were like that so I just want to say for my experiences uh, for a while, like I feel like I ran into the wrong types of Mississippians for a little while. Okay. And, and I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I love the South, uh, but I, my heart, I'm still, I still consider myself a Jersey kid. I miss Jersey all the time, but my work is in the South. And I think what, what happens in the South is important. Okay. I think it's in, in my opinion, Northerners like to think, and I'm when I mean Northerners, I must I must say this real quick. People from Chicago, you're not, you're not in the, the north. north. <laughs> you're, you're, you're from the Midwest. Midwest, yep. 
I am from the North, New yeah. York, New Jersey area. Let's get that out there. Because when I just said to people at the time, they looked at me like I was crazy. You're just North of Mississippi. That's yeah. all. Okay. Yeah. But I want to I want to say people from the North like to think that they, they are America. America is the South and it's always been the, been the South. Because when policies and laws happens, it's coming directly from the people who are fighting oppression in the South. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the United States changes. So mm-hmm. real change always take place in the South. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there. So shout out to the people in the South. I love y'all. Um, I but- like I, I agree with you, though, on the hospitality. Everybody doesn't have hospitality, and I think some people are faking it to make it. Yeah, yeah. I will say I did some math, you know, um, yesterday. You did you math? Okay, go ahead. I did some math. I'm like, and I was like, I had to do it again. And I was like, okay, I've been in Jackson 17 years. Mentally, I just arrived like two years ago. But 17 years, <laughs> really, because like I said, like I told people, like I was just focused on school. I've mostly always been a full-time student. I always work full-time, so it's a lot. And then with any free time I had, it was in like extracurriculars. So I never really was ever present here and paying attention to what was going on in Jackson. Either way, I have been here 17 years, and I also think um, – and I think people shouldn't feel away, but New Orleans is always going to be my home. Um, I can cross the state lines in Louisiana, and I feel like a burden lifts, and like I'm going to have all my favorite foods and all my favorite things to do, and I'm still learning new things to do whenever I go home. It is my home. But, you know, Jackson is where I reside. It's a place that has developed me as an adult. If y'all think um, I have not developed well, blame it on Jackson. Um, it is a place I've, I've met my husband. <laughs> it's a place I had my child. It's the place I've been edu- educated. So I owe so much to it. It's not home. It's still not my I, home. Like, I can respect that. I, Mississippi has given me a lot. Yeah. It's given me the opportunity to speak with you. It's given me the opportunity to be the first curator of the Civil Rights Museum that state ran in the country. It's given me a lot of speaking engagement. It's given me a lot. I, I will always have a special place in Mississippi. I'm not saying I'm leaving right now, tomorrow, but I, at the end of the day, home is home. Yeah. You know, I, I always and told people have to respect that because people assume yeah. just because I've been here for a while, like, oh, no, Mississippi is your home. And I'm like, it's not my home. It is a place I re- reside. I respect it. I am thankful for being here. But my home is my home. Even if my family was not there, it would still be my home. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling that, like, every time, even if I'm going to be there for a short period of time, like, I still feel that, and I don't necessarily... You get recentered. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel that when I arrive here. Here, I'm like, ooh, I'm just t- already getting my bed. <laughs> but... I, um, I promise you, I respect that as a transplant. I think that's what we all have in common, is when you yeah. go home, you, you, around people who know you, yeah, and you're around people. You're around an environment where you you just breathe. Like yeah. I'm not saying I don't breathe here, but it's a definitely di- different oxygen or atmosphere when I go home. Well, I will say I'm learning to breathe here, just because, like I said, with my personality, it can rub people the wrong way. Whereas if I'm at home, that's how everybody is. I feel like at least within like my family and my environment, we all are. Whereas here, you have to be worried about if you're going to offend somebody or something like that. So, um, which I'm getting to the point, I won't care. So maybe it could become my home, but I'm growing to not care anymore. Thus this episode. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, do you have anything else for these people before we wrap up? I'm not sure how long we've been recording, but. I don't know. We've been recording for an hour and a half. But it was good. I have no idea. I've been watching time. 
<laughs> I just want to say thank you for allowing me to come back on this uh, podcast, your Jackson Transplant. I enjoy it. You and I are always having arguments on Facebook anyway, which I enjoy. <laughs> um, but tell the people out there just to follow me on, on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Just type in my name, Lance Wheeler. You can okay. follow me on Facebook if you want to join my Fight Me Fridays. Some Fridays I'm consistent. Some Fridays I'm not because life happens. Um, um, and so I'm, yeah. I'm around. And I'm going to have all his information in the show notes. And also you can follow me at Jackson Transplants, spell Jackson. Don't at me, guys. Mm-hmm.